I'm not a permanent fixture in most of their practices that I work with. It's really, you know, a short term to help them to get better for sure. Yeah. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Growth and Scaling Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Westra, and today's guest is going to inspire you because he brings a very specialized approach to what he does, and he's been able to not only grow his own business, but grow and scale hundreds of other businesses while he's doing it. I love people like this who are not only amazing at building themselves, but are specialized and focused on the building and growth of people in a specific industry. This is not something that's that's super normal, but I love the fact that he is so niche at what he does that it it has allowed him to grow and scale at a pace unlike most people who are very broad in what they do. He's a marketer. He's someone who's able to build and design systems of implementation for a very specific niche. Yes, the dental niche. And he is a master at building systems and processes that build and grow other dental practices. I love it. He's been in the dental game for a while. He's able to produce and and, uh, attract new clients for these people as well as track their, their systems and processes within the dental practice, which as we all know, even the best dentists sometimes aren't the best businessmen. And so this business has a home. It has a place. It has a huge marketplace and he's able to grow tons of he's able to grow huge because of the mass complexities that face dentists in trying to run their practices. So if you're someone who's very specialized in a niche, who's very, very keen at servicing one type of business, this is the episode for you. I love this episode because I feel like sometimes I'm a little too broad and I need a niche down just like he has. Great story, fascinating growth. I can't wait for you to hear about it. Please leave comments in the, in the notes below If you're watching this on YouTube or listening on Spotify, you can leave notes below. Let me know what you would have asked. Are there things that you wish I would have done differently in this episode that may have brought a little more value to you? Our goal is to help you grow and scale your business. We can only do that if we're giving you the right content. So like, share, subscribe. Let us know what we can be doing different to build and grow this network of amazing business founders on the Growth and Scaling Podcast. We'll catch up with you at the end of this interview. Enjoy. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Growth and Scaling Podcast. I'm excited for today's guest because he brings uh, an absolutely different perspective on growth and scaling, having grown and scaled uh, for a company and then growing and scaling his own company now, it's exciting and it's cool. Greg, tell us who you are and who do you serve with your business? Uh, Thanks so much, Todd. Appreciate you having me on. I'm really excited to be here today. So what I do is I work with full arch dentists and I help them with improving profitability, helping them with their cash flows. So the fixed full arch game. So if those that aren't familiar, uh, teeth in a day, it's called sometimes, you know, the all on four technique, uh, clear choice is the the one in the industry that really, uh, you know, does all the advertising, right? You see them, you know, the... The, the guys or the gals that are right. walking, biting into an apple or walking along the, 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 the sidewalk, you know, that emotional connection. Yeah, so I work I got gotcha. you. Sa- sa- saddle up alongside the practices, help them from the time the phone rings. Uh, so from the lead call all the way through the treatment planning coordinators uh, and helping them guide the patients through their journey of saying yes to uh, this fantastic, really life-altering treatment on getting a brand new smile. That's what I do. It is it is a very life-altering treatment, and uh, it's a very cool business model to be involved in. How in the world did you get into this, and what 
like who are your favorite clients to work with are, are they the are they normal family practice or are they people that just specialize in these things who are you helping really yeah it's a it's a really good question so i've been in dental for 16 years now and in 2013 as part of the strawman group they launched the neodent brand uh, into the into the marketplace and it really specialized in this okay. thing in in full arch and so since it was a special special kind of niche of that particular implant brand that's where we gravitated towards right. and so it wasn't just like with the big you know dso which is the big group practices but it was with these individual clinics and with right. gps that wanted to get into this uh, and some specialists but mostly with the general practitioners that were doing this practice along with regular dentistry you know with the, the cleanings and the billings and everything else and so I took the approach of really to help them every part of their practice. So if they needed like patient financing, yeah. I would be at dental shows and you know, who has patient financing and talk to other people. So really that holistic comprehensive right. approach and really help them to grow their business and did that with teams that I was building for them for many, many years. And that's really uh, how I fell I into it, it, I guess, into the full arch business uh, and really now just doing yeah. it on my own for sure. Yeah. Well, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, most dentists that I know, are not the, uh, how do we say, savvy businessmen that they like to think that they might possibly be. Well, you know, I, am I, I accurate there? Yeah, you know, I, I think part of it is, you know, and I and I don't want to generalize because I know a lot of the dental schools talk about like teaching them the business side of, of dentistry and the business. Right. Uh, but I think that, you know, if you right. talk to any dentists that are coming out of dental school, it's, you know, this much of the education that they get is the business side of dentistry. That's why you have so many um, of these groups that come up. And that's why the DSO space is growing at such a vast pace, right? Because they're teaching, they're taking over that right. side and the clinicians stick to the clinical side. And I know there's some carryover that might be a little controversial to say, but it is what it is. It's what's happening. And so for me to be able to help them and to really look at the business side of dentistry, and it's a whole part of the industry that's been yeah. growing up to help them. My goal is to help them get better. My goal in working with these practices right. is to work myself out of a job. I teach them how to do better. Right. I teach them how to walk patients through the journey better, to answer the phones better, to give them playbooks, to help them. And then I should be removed. I mean, as things change over the course of a couple of years or, you know, they add more practices or whatever the case may be, they scale and grow, then perhaps come in for, you know, a tune up right. just like you would your car. But, you know, I'm not a permanent fixture in most of their practices that I work with. It's really, you know, a short term to help them to get it. better for sure. Yeah. Love it. Love it. All right. So, so now we know who you are and what you do. Tell us about your, your business journey. I mean, you, you've kind of gone through this experience now, helping a massive nationwide brand grow and scale and, and kind of penetrate the marketplace with their services. And now you're kind of off doing your own thing. Tell us about how that's evolved and, and what are the things you like most about it? Yeah. <laughs> so the things that I, the thing that I like most about is the fact that it's never the same any day, uh, right? Being your own boss, it you know, right. it, it's really good because you're your own boss, but it can be really challenging too because it shows all the warts and the scrapes yeah. and all of that, you know. It, but I really yes. love that every day it's something new. You know, one of my favorite things is really finding strategic partners and collaborating and bringing them into the mix and learning who to work with. You know and the learning process. I mean, just simply the learning process. Cool. I have always 
for my entire career, the vast majority, work for somebody else and fairly structured. Now, there was a startup uh, that was a part of my first dental journey. I was the fifth employee of a company. It scaled very largely and then uh, sold off. That was a whole different experience. But to have my own business, to start cool. my own thing, that's a really, it's a different type of journey. So it's learning all the aspects of that side of the business. And I have to say, there's tons of people who are out there that if you're open and, you know, I talk about in my podcast, right, being vulnerable, yeah. if you are, there are so many people that are out there willing to help you. Uh, you know, there's a few people that don't give right. the best advice, but the vast majority are willing to help. And I think that's just so critical is to be uh, open right. to learning and the learning process. That's really, it's never the same day twice, let alone the same hour twice. Uh, and that's the best part. I love it. Being my own I boss. love it. Yeah, for sure. Well, and you brought up a couple of really interesting things there. Uh, you know, first of all, you said that you have brought, you bring in a lot of people to help you. Uh, perform the functions that you try and do for your clients. Meaning, in other words, you have you have a network of other consultants who specialize in things. How do you utilize these people that may not be your full-time employees, but maybe people who are just, they add value to your clients and so you bring them in. How does that all work in your business? Yeah, so for my business, you know, I, I kind of look at it as I am the quarterback, if you will. But I certainly, if I throw the ball, I can't catch it. Right. I, if I hand it up, well, you know, I guess if you look in the football analogy, certainly some of the quarterbacks these days do run the ball as well. Right. And every once in a while, I so will. So I'm going to do it. Uh, but, you know, handing the ball off and having, a you know, an offensive line that's going to block for me really well. And, you know, the coach that's calling the play. Sometimes I'll call an audible. But really just having all that network of people that specialize. I talk about this in full arch practices, right? right. People should specialize in what they're really good at and get really good at one thing knowing what everybody else is doing, right? So the team gets better for sure, right, but right. specialize in what you do really, really well for, you know, and just like in a dental practice, even if there's, you know, two, three, four, five offices, right? Being able to outsource, right. you know, to a marketing company and let them do what <laughs> they do best or, you know, uh, to call centers, right? Yep. Until you get to that point of max capacity yep. where you can bring an internal and maybe even then debate, you know, to be able to allow people to specialize in what they do, um, you get better performance from everybody. And that's the same for me. I bring in people who specialize because I, I can do a whole lot of things pretty well and I can set the scaffolding. <laughs> but when it comes to painting the building and taping, right. the, you know, taping the, the, the frame and whatnot, you know, there's sure. people that do that better than I do necessarily. And so I'll bring them in, especially when scope of work gets very large so that I can deliver on the deadlines, the best yes. possible work product and make sure that it gets out there. Uh, so the clients are ultimately the happiest for sure. Hey there, friends. Todd Wester here. I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode, but I also want to take just a few seconds to let you know about a project that we've been putting together for the last several months, and we're finally launching it called the Captain's Council. You see, as a CEO or operator of a business, it can feel like you get stuck in your own head a lot of the time. You get challenges that you don't know how to resolve, you get people causing problems in your leadership team that you don't know how to resolve, and it's so hard to overcome those things by yourself. You don't have to anymore. Join the Captain's Council. Captain's Council is a group of other CEOs and operators and owners of businesses where we come together once a month for several hours to discuss the biggest challenges you're facing. You express to the council of eight to 10 people about what's going on, where do you feel stuck? 
And these other people are in the same boat as you. They're running and operating their own businesses. They're your peers. They help you kind of dissect what's happening and help you see things that you may not have seen all by yourself. If you don't have a good, strong network of people around you, come join the Captain's Council. This is going to be something that will change the way you run your business and open your eyes to opportunities that you have never seen without the help of your peer group. Come check it out, captainscouncil.com. I love it. I love it. So, so, so now I'm going to take this step back just a little bit because I love what you're saying. I, I absolutely love it because a lot of people in their growth and scaling journeys feel like they need to do it all internally. They gotta, they gotta have this specialized person on their team. They gotta have this other specialized person on their team, and they start to grow a very bloated uh, overhead that they don't need all the time. How have you been able to find success in, in just having that network of people that you're able to just call on during the times when you need them, and not have them be a permanent fixture in your business? Well, you know. I don't behoove anyone a different model, right? Because it certainly is a model that's been successful right. for many people. For myself, you know, if you do bring somebody in full time and then you're vetting them through the process, once they're in, you can certainly have more, what I'd say more control over the messaging and whatnot. When you 1099 somebody in or you just right. contract somebody, you ask for the end product, but you can't really talk about the process about how it comes about, right? You're just looking for end results. So you have right. to be laser right. focused on what it is you're looking for as an end product. Um, so you have to have, you know, it's a different it. set of skills and it's a different way of putting it together. And then you ultimately don't ever know. You know, I just had a deadline that came up that was very, you know, short time frame, short deadline. And there was some of the people right. that are usually in my well that weren't available and didn't have the time. So who did it fall on? Right here, oh, right? Man. So I had to clear the whole uh, thing. I felt like I was taking yeah. the desk and sliding everything off virtually and had to like put everything on hold. Right. And I had to hunker down. It was a big client. They asked for something that they needed in short order. So I had to perform. So that's one right. of the fallbacks. If I had people I brought internally, I could certainly right. ask them to step up and they would have you know, been able to do it more Clear than like their desks off. Yeah, exactly. So it's just right, a different right, right. model uh, than what some others do. But you know, that being laser focused is critically important for what the end product yeah. is going to look like. Um, but you can also hold people to standard right. and that's going through a number of individuals and saying, you're like-minded. We share the same mindset and the same right. philosophy of abundance. And, and if they like working for you, you almost have to right. work harder because you have to sell your concepts and it has to match true. and they want to be able to contract with you time and time again uh, to be able to create great work products. I love so, it. Yeah, for sure. I, I really like, I really like what you said there. And that's something that I've been able to do successfully in my, in my current business model. Very similar. I bring in a lot of outside consultants who come in and fill holes fractionally for some of my clients in a way that, that works for them. But when we don't have that client that needs them, I'm not worried about their overhead. They've got other things to do on the side. They got other things. I don't have to worry about feeding their family all the time. But it's great to have their specialized knowledge and influence on my customers. So I, I appreciate you sharing that with us. How have you found, like, in your own growth and scaling journey, are there parts along the way that you feel like have been know, your favorite or, or thing, highlights of things that have been, like, just critical decisions that you've made that have that have helped you kind of grow and develop what your model actually is right now? Uh, yes, I think part of it has been, you know, for me, it's, I, I, I like 
everything initially. And so staying, uh, you know, I've talked about being yeah. focused. Um, you know, it's the, oh, maybe I should be doing that. No, maybe I should be doing that. You see something, maybe I should be doing that. And, you know, it's, I don't know, may, maybe it's because everything looks good yes. until you like peel back the layers and you're like, ooh, that would take a I don't know if I want to do that type of thing. And so- I don't want to do that yeah, part. Yeah, you know, so staying like really focused and uh, on my niche and, and, and specialized, especially because I am very niche in what I do. And then the other piece yeah. is, you know, yeah. because I do this lane and then the rest of the business for a lot of these uh, general practitioners or even if it's specialists, you know, everything that's being done all in one house, there's a big chunk of business as well. You know, revenue cycle management and insurance business yeah. and hygiene and clear aligners and I mean, I go on and on. Yeah. That's a big chunk of business. So bringing others <laughs> in to work on that aspect of the business, because once I become a trusted advisor in a practice, inevitably they're saying, well, what about the right. rest of my business? And so to bring in a trusted partner there right. to make sure right. that the philosophies of coaching and training with the team are in alignment yep. because you don't want to confuse message. I love that's it. That's a huge piece of it too. And so, you know, it's constantly exploring it. what that looks like and finding like-minded people. And I know I shared that already, but that's a big chunk of it. So there's not yeah. conflict with messaging and confusing because, I mean, it's challenging enough for teams 100%. to adopt a new system, right? And a new philosophy. And so I try yeah. to keep it, yeah. you know, that KISS method, right? To keep it stupid simple because I need things that are simple. simple. Yeah. And yeah. using acronyms and, you know, these mnemonics that you can teach uh, and that people pick up on. It, 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 there's so many things that are changing and so fast, right? We live in an Amazon Prime world. I want it and I want it now. And, you know, shiny keys and there it goes. Yeah. You know, to keep them focused on just some yeah. simple basic stuff is really important. And so having that that collaborative mindset of bringing others into the picture, that's been uh, super important to be a, for my business uh, and making sure that it's consistent. I love it. Yeah. Well, what are some things that you see as you try to help these other dental practices grow and, and develop their systems and processes? And, and maybe this also goes into your own business as well, but what do you see are some real common deficiencies or real common challenges that people are facing in their growth journey? Yeah. So in dental practices specifically, one of the things that I see, you know, is they want it, they want more, right? So especially in the fixed arch that, you yeah. know, it's like, well, if, you know, if I want to grow, I'll just pour more money into marketing when, you know, that same store growth is critically important. You know, if they can just shore up some of their systems, it's don't put more money yeah. into a bad system. Let's work on the system right. and, you know, your profitability will get better. Your cash flow will get better. You know, your EBITDA, your bottom line, everything's yep. going to get better. Invest a little bit right here in your team and in your system. Take a good look at that and understand that first. Then once you've got that system down, right. then you can start investing a little bit more over here. But instead of, you know, oh, well you know, uh, this big ticket item, or maybe I'll add clear aligners or I'll add this. But if you're not answering the phone or you're not answering it well, or yeah. once they come in the door, you, you're not closing cases consistently, or you don't have the right financing companies in place, or you don't know how to fill in the blank, right, Todd? I mean, fill in the blank totally. with any of those, totally. you know, shore up, have your flagship location, have your main location solid, then go look at buying another practice or expanding yeah. another practice, right? Because that is... That's your, you know, this is it. your franchise practice that you're going to model everything after. Get that set, you know, and most yeah. do and most understand that concept, but really taking a good look and an audit survey of that main practice and set that playbook 
and then you can share it with all the yeah. others. And at least you know what your baseline expectation is. Um, and then it can be taught and because what happens and I'll just end the note with this, what happens often, especially when they're growing and scaling, right? You know, they're becoming a small DSO or yeah. emerging DSO, yeah. emerging group is that, you know, there'll be people who are really good at like being an office manager or whatever they are. And then a number of practices will be added right. and they'll become a regional manager. Well, if you have the systems in place, they can be much more successful in the next role. And that's what's critically important for right. their own growth right. and scaling, which I think is critically important. So giving them the right tools for sure. I love it. I love it. I, I, I think I can totally get on board with that. Uh, I think most most businesses, whether it's dental or otherwise, they deal with the same issues. It's systems, processes, tools. How are you trying to implement what you're trying to do? And if you're not implementing very good, don't put the money into more marketing. To your point, I mean, yeah. you, you don't want to feed a bad system where there's a giant hole in the lead flow or whatever. Don't throw know, good money at bad. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so I love this. T tell me, tell me where people can find you. And, and before we even get there, I love to ask people as they grow and scale the business. Almost every founder has somebody in their circle who look who they look at as some kind of a an inspiration who kind of keeps them motivated to keep on going. Who is your shout out today that you'd like to share with us on the show? Yeah, so mine, you know, a good friend of mine, his name is Bill Benjaminson. I met him when uh, I started at uh, Neodent under the Strawman Group, and he and I have been back and forth cool. and front and back, and Bill Benjaminson's a, a good, good friend of mine, just solid, salt-of-the-earth kind of guy, and he's he's amazing. Uh, you know, whenever I need some grounding Love or it. an uplift, I, I always reach out to him. He's a great guy. That's so awesome. Where do people get a hold of you if they want to learn more about what you're doing? How you do it? Are you on social media? Where you at? Yeah, so a uh, great way to find me. So you can, uh, on Instagram, it's just my name, Greg Essenmacher, but a better way to find me would be at my website. So it's at Dental Consult, the number four, and the letter U. So dentalconsult4u.com. And there you can learn a little bit more awesome. about me, what I do, and uh, you, you can just click on a link there. And do, Perfect. It says a 30-minute free consultation. Just set up a chat. Let's just have a conversation about where you're at with your business <laughs> and what you're looking for. And uh, you know, just like this, I, I like to have chats. And you can link to my podcast there it. too, The Tooth Sleuth. It's all about the business side of dentistry, since we talked about that earlier, the business <laughs> side of dentistry, and uh, just some yeah, fun guests that's on so there. Cool. Conversation just like you're, you and I are having here, Todd. I think it's so good that you're doing that. It's just perfect. Just perfect. So before we leave, what is some last bits of advice you have for entrepreneurs out there looking to grow and scale? Uh, yeah, you know, I, for me, uh, you know, in business, if you're thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, I know this is the growth and scaling side of it, but right. I'm sure you have listening audience that are like thinking about, oh, I don't know if I could. You know, totally. Just get your feet wet just try it. You never know until you try it. And you can always go back to being an employee somewhere. So true. Uh, just give it a shot, right? Rip off the bandaid and do it because I, I can tell you <laughs> that I'm so grateful that I did. So thank you so much, Ty. I really appreciate you having me on today. I sure appreciate you being here, man. Thanks so much. You got it, man. Thanks. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that interview. I loved, loved, loved hearing about the growth that he was able to produce in his own business while helping other people build and grow their practices. I think that it's such a win-win to hear about these types of situations. Probably a win-win-win because you really are building a better customer experience for the dental office by building and growing systems that work for them 
that are better for their clients. We all know that going to the dentist can be a pain in the neck, well, it's a pain in the mouth, but as we build, as we work with a dentist who actually knows how to, how to have a process that makes it easier for us to do what needs to be done there, we have a better experience which makes us more loyal to the dentist. The dentist has this amazing growth opportunity in building their practice by offering awesome customer service and people like Greg are able to grow his business by helping those dentists. If you're in a niche like this, I wanna know, what niche are you in? Who do you help grow their business? I'd love to hear about it. Please share in the comments below. And as always, like, share, subscribe. Help us understand what made this episode awesome for you. We wanna build more episodes that are relevant to you and your growth experience. So let us know what we can do to build and grow our business around yours. For those of you who are looking for community, you know, people like Greg grow their business because they are involved in a community of people like him. If you're looking for connection between other founders and wanna know what they're doing to, to build and sustain their growth, you should consider joining a community like the Captain's Council. That's right, the Captain's Council is sponsoring this episode because we believe that every founder and operator of a business needs to have support from other founders and other operators. It is the best way to find solutions for some of the biggest problems you face in growing and scaling your business. So we appreciate you looking into the Captain's Council today and find out how you can gain connection with an immediate group of other founders and operators who are running businesses just like yours. The act of running a business is something that is consistent across almost all industries. So if you're looking for connection, you're looking for answers, you're looking for people to inspire you and your growth, look no further than captainscouncil.com. Check it out today. We'll catch you on the next episode of the Growth and Scaling Podcast.